Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to another Drunken Car Review. Now today, we're going to be reviewing a little bit more of a unique car. Last week I went a bit of a tirade for my first episode, so we're going to tone it down a bit for the second one. Now, there are tons of car brands out there. A lot of people forget that fact. People think of, like, the big three or Toyota and all that stuff. And we think of those brands like Ford, Chevy, Toyota, so like Dodge and that. They're all, like, the big three ones. Then there are the rejects, the cars that people, they tend to forget about. Brands like Hyundai and Fiat and all that stuff. And then there are ones that have a stigma surrounding them. Acura, for one example. But the big one we'll be discussing today is Kia. The brand Kia, for my many years of growing up, was sort of the Ikea car. It was durable and cheap, but that was about it. They were usually relatively unattractive, not really anything special. But the car they released a few years ago caught people's attention and began to turn things around. The car people would all that by was the Telluride. That car really began to change people's opinion of them. But the car that really changed things, in my opinion at least, was a car they released also along with it, the Kia Stinger. Now the Stinger is a bit more of a unique car. It's a car that strikes imagination, gets people's attention. It's not quite so, well, dull and boring as the, or but ugly as, for example, the new BMWs. But it fits in the same class. It's a luxury, sporty four-seater. And the car is visually stunning and striking to take a look at. It's overall impressive and actually has some nice lines to it. In fact, from the rear view, it's actually actually quite stunning, actually. It actually got my attention because, well, it's Kia. It's, a, it's, the, it's the Ikea of cars. Nobody expected them to release something actually as sporty as this. And then this thing actually has a pretty powerful, very nice-sounding V6 engine. And it actually cranks out a pretty decent amount of horsepower. Actually comparable to my little Charger Daytona here of about 368 horsepower. And that's no joke. I mean, that's a pretty decent amount of power. And the car from the side is actually visually stunning as well. It actually looks a bit like a fighter jet, almost in the lines it takes. And with a new addition adding things like the wing and out to it, it's actually getting really good looking. And to be honest, it caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting Kia, of all the brands, to really start turning things around. But I will say that with things like the new suspension system they added and stuff like that, it's actually proving to be very productive. And with the new Telluride coming out, it might prove to even be more fruitful. It's going to be another larger SUV that they're talking about, but the fact is, with the things like the new Telluride, and more importantly the Stinger, we're talking about a brand that relatively might see a large-scale change in how people perceive it. And this might actually go well to take note from other brands like, for example, Acura, because Kia is actually becoming a bit of a bigger-name brand. I mean, heck, one of my co-workers just recently bought it, Kia, and I was actually relatively impressed with it. It had a decent interior, it wasn't anything fancy, we're not going to go around and act like it's a freaking Cadillac. but. It was a decent interior, decent car, and it was really nice actually driving. 
So overall, I have to say Kia, of all the brands these years, has actually been to turn things around. And the Kia has been, in my opinion, one of the flagship ones that lead that off. Are they going to sell a bazillion of them? No. Because at the end of the day, the brand... Yeah, if people are going to buy a Kia, they're probably going to end up that type. They're going to probably end up buying a Beamer because it's what they know. But the fact is the Kia Stinger has actually been a better car, in my opinion. It's in a little stiffer suspension. I think Beamer does do a little better job at that. But the car overall is relatively cheaper compared to I can get the top of the line trim, maybe not all the fancy gadgets, but I can buy a top of the line trim for a little around $50,000, which may sound like a lot of money, but when you're talking about buying a car that's got 360 horsepower and one of the top mounted trim lines, it's not that bad actually. I mean, you could send upwards of $60,000, $70,000 on a Jeep. If you look for something sporty and you still got the four door capacity, why not a Stinger? Now, this car also released, for example, um, the Buick Regal when they released that little fastback looking car but this car is, looks a lot better it's got fancy hood bloopers it's got interesting design cues and stylish lines and to be honest it's a harken back to a real fastback kind of like the old uh, Mach 1s used to be it's actually a really nice car and if you ever have a chance take a look at it a lot I think you'll be visually stunning the only gripe I ever have complaints about this car is I see a lot of people put all the badging on them so you'll see like 50 badges on the rear of the car but hell eh, it's not like it does anything really to subtract to it but car has cool colors, cool lines, and that, and I think overall, as far as a car in of itself, and coming from Kia, it wasn't expected, and genuinely, I think it's genuinely stunning. And I think as this car comes into a bit more of its own, and Kia begins to kick up its reputation like it's been doing, I think we can see this car genuinely competing with the likes of something like the Chargers and that, in the larger four-door sedan class. It's kind of the mid-tier, but it's more of a luxury sedan, in my opinion. But, I think the Stinger, if you're ever in the market for a four-door sedan, take a look at it. I don't think you'll be regretting it. Anyways, let's get on to a little bit more fascinating news, shall we? First off, let's kick it off with Acura, as I recently discussed recently. They released the new NSX Type S, I think it's something like that? Yeah. Basically, it's a refresh of the car before they go through a complete remodel, and overall, it's not bad looking. I never really care for it, but unless... Let's just say if you're looking to spend $200,000 on a car, you're not going to look at this thing. I mean... Let's face facts. It's a nice car. It's good looking that, but it's just, it, it's just, you buy a Lambo. It's just, just buy a Lambo. These things are like $300,000. Buy a Lamborghini. Why not? Why not? I mean, you're, it's Acura. Face facts. Acura's haven't really produced a decent car, in my opinion, for years. Not since the old 90s and 80s cars came out, but that's just because there was nothing else to really choose from. So, yeah, no, nah, I wouldn't pick that. In other news, we have more recall information for you people. We have ourselves another explosive recall. And when I mean explosive, I mean explosive. If you happen to own a 2019, 2018, or I think a few years back of the Chevy Bolt, or I think even a Bolt, I'm not sure about that, but you'd have to double check me on that. But I think the Bolt mainly. If you happen to own one, you may want to check your recent service records or keep an eye out for some mails because you may get something in the mail in regards to your battery. More importantly, your battery causing some slight problems. I'm not talking about lower mileage or faulty battery systems. I mean, I guess it is technically faulty, but no, 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 no. We're not, we're not talking about something like that. No, we're talking about something far more interesting. Yep. Uh, let's just say you won't want to be parking your car in the garage anytime soon because these batteries now have recall because they've been spontaneously combusting. Yep. Blowing up. Boom. Fire. Hooray. Yo, yo, yeah, these electric cars uh, further prove my point that uh, they cause some problems. Now, not since the Pinto was released, have we worried about cars spontaneously bursting into flame, but at least the Pinto had to get rear-ended or something like that in order for that to happen. Nope, these cars just randomly decided to blow the crap out of your house. Not like big explosion, but big fireball thing. 
And these things are a pain in the ass to put out. So if you get this thing on fire in your garage, you're looking at probably your entire garage or maybe your whole house going to hell. So yeah, text your recall people because you probably want to keep an eye out for that. And to me, it further proves a point with electric cars. Because yeah, you can say you're saving the environment, but these things cost about, I don't know, four or five times as much carbon emissions to produce. So now you're basically starting from ground zero with a brand new battery. Because Chevy's now offering your recall that either A, you have two options. Either A, you put in some kind of special Hill Park Specialist Charging Assist to keep the battery from cool, cool while you're charging it. Because that's really when it starts happening. Or B, you have the entire battery on the car replaced. Yep. Basically, it's like having the whole engine recall, basically, in our cars, our little ice engines. So yeah, the, if you're looking for that, or keep an eye out for that, because... Uh, got that it's probably a good idea to get that checked out and get done asap because i'm pretty sure you do not want your car bursting to flame it's kind of reminiscent of the tesla problem that came out a few years ago with the plaid edition and one of my favorite engines images i've ever seen if you're online you bunch in tesla plaid on fire rolling down the street it's a hilarious image of this car bursting in the flame and driving down the street so yeah um make sure you keep an eye out for that it's kind of important just a little bit Anyways, on other news, we have ourselves uh, coming in the first deliveries, at least for the past few months, of the new Tesla truck. And this butt ugly childish piece of shit has been rolling onto factory lines and actually been rolling out in small quantities. Surprising anybody ordered this piece of crap. Anyways, the truck has been rolling out to new fans, and we've actually been getting some glimpses of people getting delivery on these things. And it's further proof to me that, along with this recent recall, of proof that, well, let's just say government's very relaxed on their safety standards when it comes to electric vehicles. Why is that? Well, because they're trying to push them through the door as fast as they can get them. And this new truck further proves that point, because no way in hell in any other car brand would this triangular piece of crap ever be approved by not the board or anybody. So, yeah. I would not approve of this car to save my life. It's butt ugly and hideous. It's literally, if you put a 10 year old in front of a picture and said, draw me a car, it's what he'd come up with. Triangle with wheels on the bottom. That's about it. Why would you buy this thing? I don't know. It's not futuristic. It's not cool looking. It's just generally ugly. Very, very, very ugly. Yeah. No, I'm not sure why anybody would even consider buying this thing, to be honest. <sighs> why, people? Why? Why would you even consider this thing? I mean, you have cars that are visually stunning. Like, I just discussed the Stinger. It's just a beautiful-looking car. It doesn't have any kind of pointy lines or any kind of weird futuristic design. It's just a good-looking vehicle. Why is it so hard to make a good-looking vehicle? I look at, like, these bolts coming out and everything else like that. Why do electric cars have to look like crap? It's uh, just, I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. I mean, you can design a normal-looking car, but every single electric car has to be a freaking SUV, and I don't understand why. For example, even like the Mustang come out. I have the electric Mustang, great. What is it? It's a big surprise. It's another freaking SUV. And not just SUV, like the little jelly bean SUV and those little tiny SUV cars. And I just don't get it. Can't they just design a normal looking electric car? If you're trying to get people to buy these electric cars, bloody make them normal looking. If you want to get cool design features and cool design cues, great. But don't set the 10 year old down in front of a picture and expect them to draw a beautiful car because what you're going to come up with is a Tesla truck. Yep, these things are hideous, and I can only imagine the problems coming out. And it's still hilarious to me that people are buying these things after the botched attempt to claim their durability of the vehicle when they have their bulletproof windshield and they throw a rock against it and it shatters like a pane of glass from the... Ah, I just... Why? Uh, anyways, I'm coming up on my uh, residency now. 
And I just want to let you know that I'm going to be trying to drop this podcast either every Thursday and Friday every week. Um, I don't know how much people are interested or how, whether anybody will even listen to my rants and raves. But if you do, I would greatly appreciate uh, you leaving a review or subscribing to this disaster hole. Because, well, an extra subscription never hurt. And besides, like I said, I'm going to hopefully do a little bit more modern takes on cars. And uh, next week, I decided we're going to go back. We're going to maybe do a flip-flop system to start. I'm going to do one good, one bad. So, what we're doing next, I'm going to review the worst car of all time, in my opinion, next week. I'm going to be reviewing, in a little more detail than either the Stinger, the Nissan Juke. The Juke. In my opinion, the ugliest car ever put forth to man. Yep, even more so than the Tesla Cybertruck. So, if you're interested next week, join me uh, for a, a little bit more review of the Drunken Car Review. This has been Mark, and I wish you a fabulous day.